Okay. Good. Um, so we're uh, we're moving forward, and, and you don't have to credit Terry for some of this today because I think the first class you asked what the what, what we can do, and I think uh, we might tackle 100% that today, but we're gonna like kind of like there's a macro kind of approach, and then there's this we're dealing with today. I think we're dealing with a micro approach um, based on some considerations. And we're gonna touch back on the rev quickly that we hit last week, again just to re to rethink it um, in in the guise of sort of. The way Rabina would kind of approach, or if Ref Cook and Rabina was in the same, maybe not in the same room, what, you know, how, how, what are we talking about here? You know, so. Um, so. We're, we're going to start tonight with um, with a, you know. Peace and look with Iran, just in the beginning parts. Um, I spoke about it actually at my Shabbos table this past Shabbat. In reference to, in reference to the light and darkness of the pl the plague of the dark plague of darkness, and and I think it's apropos to, to our Gula Galut, you know, sort of conundrum that we always find ourselves in. Because I, and I think ultimately speaking, all of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, all, all of leaving Mitzrayim is. It's a, it's a paradigm, uh, we all know this, a paradigm in Hasidut, you know, for our personal redemption and, and our cosmic redemption all intertwined. We, we know that, you know, if, if, my, if I'm in Galut here, then the world's in Galut. Right? The computer program doesn't work correctly. <laughs> There's a virus in it. No, that's, that's what's going on, right? I don't see, if I don't see things, if I'm stuck in my maze, you know, the Ramchal says it's just one giant maze. And I need the tzaddik to get, I don't decide to do it for me. But I decided to light up my, my, my way out of this mess. That, that's, what's, that's what has to be. Not because I, I can't figure it out on my own, but it's, it's be, I spend a few lifetimes doing that, and maybe that's why I'm back down here again. But the fact is, is the fact is, is that I'm here in order to light up my own path, but I really have a hard time unblocking my brain to know how to do that. And so the Sadik's light is just there to help me unblock my brain so I know how to actually get out of my maze. And the maze is Galut, because if Galut was all that bad, we wouldn't want to stay in it so, so much. So it's a maze. It's not, it's not like, you know, in the, you know, the maze of darkness. What is darkness? I see, but I don't see correctly. So this is... Rebbe Nachman says this in, in, in Chaf Gimel. In the twenty-third lesson of Kutiman, Ki yesh panim de kedusha she'em anpin nehorin. There are faces of holiness that are fa faces of light. There are faces of holiness that are faces of light, and this is a bechinat chayim, an aspect of life. This is parallels life. So when someone is alive, when they have a face of holiness, which is a face of light, that's life. The face of the Melech is, is, is sorry, the light in the light is the face of is the face of the Melech. Face of the living king, sorry. And this is an aspect of joy. Once again, um, the living spirit of Yaakov, of Jacob, 
is this this is this is a aspect of joy. Everything is Bechina in, in, in Rabbi Nachman, Hasidus in general, but Rabbi Nachman, Bechina just means it parallels as analogous or as an aspect, right? I, in, in many ways, some people, most, most people who comment on these say that Bechina really means that Rabbi Nachman's world is not just aspect, it is. It's all interconnected. Um, so that's, that's the light, that's the face of light, face of holiness, face of life. And there are faces of the other side. These are faces of darkness. Depression. Idol worship. If you're depressed, you're, you're, it's an aspect of Avodah Zarah. Someone's depressed means they don't really believe in Hashem, or Rav Cook would say they don't believe in the fact that Hashem dwells within them. We went over this a little bit last week. Right? That's the Tahom. Not that there's no God, but there's no godliness in me. There's no godliness in me. Gnosticism, right? Early, early Christianity, unfortunately, fell into Gnosticism. Not in Jesus' time, but after. And that, that's an eradication of, of godliness which dwells within. Rendering me not responsible for my, my actions because I can just kind of like chalk it up to the fact that the world's evil and therefore I'm not responsible. Rabbi Nachman does this often. The word panai is in that pasuk and elokim acherim. So you see that there's no one who throws themselves to Avodah Zarah is, is changing their face to one of darkness. These are the people, it says it straight out, what we've been talking about. These are the people that fell into a desire, an uncontrollable desire for money. That's the Western world, right? The Western world. Materialism. They don't really believe Hashem. Hashem should just give you parnasa. Like that. That's the lack of that. That because of that they have to run after money all the time. They have all these different crazy ideas, and I'm going to run this way, I'm going to do that, and they travel around the world because they don't believe Hashem. They will mifarnasam. Will give them the sustenance they need. It's a play on words. Itzavon is is obviously atzvut. This is more shchora. Elu bnei Adam nikshareim bifanim. This is tracher. Elokim acherim choshech. Bchinat mita. These are people that 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 they run that they've thrown away Hashem because they now lack amuna, and therefore instead and they fall into depression. Because he plays on the words. This idea of lechem itzavon is from Bereshit. Sorry, but it's avon tochana, and that's atzvut. It's depression, and that's vodazora. It's idol worship, kosha, darkness. This is a classic of Rabbi Nachman. Where's the galut? Where's the gula? Where's the light? Where's the darkness? It's right in here. The world itself is neutral. The physical world is neutral for Rabbi Nachman. 
our own our own exile is our own doing, our own perception of the world, our own thoughts. Ah, it's true that exile is also physical, you know, reaction to that, physical exile. Not being in Eretz Israel, because we understand that Eretz Israel is the world is the land of faith, a pure and simple faith. So if I don't have faith that Hashem can provide everything I need, i.e. that Hashem, He doesn't dwell within me, because if, if I really believed He dwelled within me, then I'm in charge of my own, where I'm going. I'm in charge of my outlook. If, if, I, if I don't believe that Hashem runs the world, then therefore everything's up for, for grabs, and therefore that everything falls apart for me, that I have to run around and, and be the one who's just parnass myself, give myself sustenance. And ultimately, there's no choice. I'm going to fall into darkness that way. This is one stage in Rebbe Nathan. Chafbet. It's all within 22, 23, and then we'll ultimately get to where we've been before. Okay. I'll skip that part. Wait, that's that. Sorry. Um. Okay. So. Sorry, it's Chavdal, 24. Vida. And I've said this before, Da is to know, but Rabbi Nachman always, you know, he got... Da means I got this by reaching a particular level in my... It's called Hasaga. I got to a particular level in my Avodah Hashem, and I'm bringing you something down from Shemayim, Ruch HaKadosh, right? And the Holy Spirit. He gets it, and he's giving over something, and usually he's wrapping a Torah, he's wrapping a lesson around this idea that he can't really explain unless he wraps a Torah around it. That's what that means. She'ef shar, that's impossible to mate velo mate. It's impossible to reach Kodesh Baruch even in a level of mate velo mate means he rests and doesn't rest. Sometimes we feel Hashem, sometimes we don't feel Hashem. So we can't actually even, we can't even reach Hashem that way. Unless you do mitzvot, enjoy. Unless you do his commandments with joy. Yeah, having a light, uh, a face of light. Through joy, through doing a mitzvah of joy, you are doing, you are nishlam hakadusha. You complete this, the holiness of the, that mitzvah. And you raise out the holiness that's fallen into the klipot. Now, he says one line here, and then we'll, we'll move on. Him. What are the klipot? We've thrown this word a lot, around a lot. Covers. We know Chafhei. Twenty fifth lesson, he says, and that uh, all these uh, illusionary. Uh, Thoughts in one's mind yeah, are the klipot. So it's, like yeah. a, it's, like a, it's amazing, right? They're all here. Yeah. All my mis, mis, you know, 
misunderstandings in my own life and where I need to go and what I need to do. And it always changes. I get higher and higher and higher. And what does he say here, though? What does he say here? Ke'aklipot hem bechinat motorot. Ke'aklipot are an aspect of excessiveness. Excessive thinking. Ve'hem bechinat atzvut. And they are an aspect of depression. They're an aspect of depression. Now, what causes excessive thinking? The more things I have, more products I have in my life to fill the void that Esau has given us, to home this abyss, the more wants I, I have that aren't my needs, the more it'll translate into overthinking. It's clear. The Western world wants us to overthink on everything. Because if the more I overthink, the more depressed, depressed I'll be, and the lack of progress I'll make in devel- self-development. So is it just overthinking, or is it overthinking on the wrong things? Is it, is it impossible to overthink on the right things? It would seem the actual act of overthinking in of itself is a problem. I don't ever get anywhere if I'm overthinking. It doesn't mean to take your. It doesn't mean not to take something seriously. It means that I'm about to do something, and I can't stop thinking about all these things that I have to do, instead of just doing the action. That's why it ties it to simcha, because if I if I do a mitzvah, there's 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 intellectual overkill, right in my brain, and there's this there's this cleaving to Hashem when I'm doing a mitzvah, and all all we're supposed to do when I do a mitzvah is cleaving to Hashem. But the world we had now is so overly, totally overkill on everything. 25 different types of Coke, 20, you know, 32 yeah. different types of Cheerios. Yeah. Forget that. How many, how many different cell phones I need to think about? Even here in Arizona, Israel, it's less than America, obviously, but still, it's overkill. And we can't, we can't stop. How many messages do I have to answer? Now, he's not talking about that here, but Rabbi Nachman oftentimes puts principles out. So Motorot are thoughts, but these thoughts, which, what is it, if you fit the two lessons in together, these thoughts lead to un, unwanted desires, let's just say for products or money or materialism. And ultimately, what that means is going to lead me to non-amuna, anti-amuna, anti-faith. I'm going to fall into the abyss. I'm going to have a face of darkness. Most people get those people get destroyed. They self-destruct. Okay, so now we're going to go back to the rough, the, the lesson from Rough Cook that we we hit on the, um, yesterday the other, last week, and I think we'll understand it in a different light. Chesron emuna biyesod atov mevia morech lehalev. A lack of amuna in the foundational in the in the foundational good brings depression. Brings depression. Zehamorach Hagorem Shiev Shala Adan La Amod Vimaracha Haruchanit Shell Hafatsim Haniskavim. He can't actually move forward with the longings he has for spirituality. Because he's depressed, he doesn't really believe in himself. Believe in Hashem, which is to believe in himself. Choshesh hu shema enenu roi 
והתשוקות רממות, והנשמה כל כך מתאווה עליהן. He does not think it's fitting for him to have these spiritual desires. He doesn't think he deserves it. Who am I to, to long to be connected to Kodesh Baruch Hu? He lacks the Amuna. And that's how he falls. He goes, he's continuing along this path. Doesn't believe he deserves to be connected to Hashem. Because he's depressed. And he falls even more. He falls. He just falls apart. And this is the entire foundation of how a person falls. He, he just it brings him to a place of just, just you know destruction and, and it brings, he just spills uh, you know blood eventually and uh, you know it's, a, it's an analogy lack of faith in the good, good light shines within him. So Kuk's tying Emunah to something very deep. That he doesn't believe his face deserves to be lit up. That's exile. No, he doesn't believe his face deserves to be lit up. Same thing about, you know, we're not going to be talking about very similar things here. That the desire, the lack of amuna in the ongoing relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, and the fact that I deserve that relationship, one leads me to, to fill, fill that relationship, that lack of relationship or appearance of lack of relationship with something else. Which is what Edom wants us to do. That's the abyss. He goes, hey, listen, these things over here don't really help you out, but I need you to plug into them because I need the koch, I need the power. And ultimately, it only just takes away from our muna, which is simcha, which is joy. Yisrael hem yesod amuna ba'olam, am Yisrael is the foundation of amuna in the world. Emunat Hashem b'cho hoda'a mitgabaret b'holechet Faith in Hashem, in all of its uh, 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 in all of its ways, uh, strengthens and goes in Knesset Yisrael, not Am Yisrael, Knesset Yisrael. Right? Knesset Yisrael is a supernal soul of Am Yisrael, and when we do what we're supposed to do, that gets drawn into the world. It rests within the nation. So we're not doing what we're supposed to do. It doesn't. It gets hidden. Emunah gets hidden. Emunah, right? We descend from the world of Emunah. Where is that? Above. We just return back to where we came from. And our whole lives are spent removing these vests, these klipot, these layers, in order to reach the emunah that we, came, that we were born, that we came with. Which is why it fights us very, very much. Because if we were, you know, like we spoke last time, everybody's like, oh, how come you guys aren't doing better? It's the opposite. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing because the war is so, so focused on us. Laser-sided, because we actually reach a level of Muna that we're supposed to believe that Hashem dwells within us, then we'd get there already. Only Amishros, a nation, not individuals. Right? Individuals can individuals from other nations can have Emunah. We're talking about a national structure 
if a nation was doing what we were supposed to do, only that nation has the ability to light up the world, right, with the supernal faith. Israel Am Israel is the only nation that, that basically guards this sort of ability to do this. As a nation, individuals are different. We understand that already, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, a non-Jewish person, like the Talmud says, a non-Jewish person keeps the Shabbat Mitzvah. Noah is like the Kohen Gadol, bigger than the Kohen Gadol. That's, that's amazing. It's an amazing statement. Because, once again, why? person who's a member of Am Yisrael has this national soul, this Knesset Israel. So, not that it means it's in a very lofty place, but at the same time, it means it has a backup. An Anju that says, okay, I'm going to like just do this thing. They have no system to rely on. That's why, it's, that's why, it's, that's why that, that non-Jewish person who keeps this element is higher than their coin go though. Is it because we don't have that backup that some people tell us we shouldn't fully keep Shabbat or we shouldn't do some of the mitzvot um, because we only need to do the Noahides? One could do other There are certain mitzvot that are reserved for the national entity and those people belong to it because it's just like anything. It's like a computer program. It's neither, good or, it's neither better or worse. It's just there's different functions. Um... I mean, if you, you know, Tefillin is directly talking about Yitzhi at Mitzrayim. So Amishel came out of Yitzhi at Mitzrayim. So it's kind of, out of Mitzrayim. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird, to, you know, to say it to be the same way. But, but you know, I would say something, Kashrut is something else. Yeah, Kashrut, Shabbat. You know, Shabbat is an oat. Shabbat is a, is a sign given to Am Yisrael. That's why, that's why an Andrew's person told at least break it. But I think there's a difference between having to keep keep away from the 39 acts of creation than honoring Shabbat. Meaning, I don't, I don't think anybody's against the non-Jewish person. I think one should, one should honor Shabbat. It's the, there's two parts to the Shabbat. There's the creation of the world aspect of Shabbat. That's universal. That's universal. This is where it gets very hazy. And then there's this sort of like, by the way, it's a sign for Am Yisrael. So I think the 39 Malachot are, are it's just like anything else. This is a, this is a mechanical tool, a vessel for Am Yisrael to use, but the, that's not covering all of that seventh day that God rests in the sense that there's the oat aspect that, that the actual refined part of it is given to Am Yisrael, and the non-refined part of it, which is one should cherish and honor, you know, but that can be done in, in, in many ways, and the way to get out of this whole thing is just break, break it a little bit, and then you're good, because you're still honoring you're still honoring the Shabbat, you're still Praying on Shabbat, you're still having three meals. You're still having, you know, all these other things. That has one has nothing to do with, you know, that that, that that's part of that sort of, you know, cherishing. Um, that would be my, my take on it. But I think I think a lot of this a lot of this is a bandwidth. A lot of, we live in very strange times. <laughs> <laughs> I do. We live in strange times. The Leshem, Rabbi Leshem's, uh, Leshem's uh, um, father said that the souls, there'll be people, there'll be Jews with the souls of non Jews, and there'll be non Jews with the souls of Jews at the end. I would have thought. Who said that? The Leshem, which is Rabbi Leshem Sitzal's father. If I'm not mistaken. 
big Kabbalist from the from Europe. Um, how to digest that? I don't, don't know, but I think what's going on now is part of that. Yeah. But there's a process to be undertaken. There's a process. But as I said, there's, there's lots of there's lots of mitzvot to do that aren't those mitzvot. People like to rush to do those mitzvot because they want to identify with something. Because one could be a God-fearer, a Yerushalayim, by not by eating appropriately. And we know the food that goes in our body affects us. Mm-hmm. The Torah is telling us that. Mm-hmm. That's right. One, one can have a, a su'udah on Shabbat, a Shabbat meal, and be a, a B'nai Noach, and, 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 and what better thing to honor God with than having a meal on Shabbat, that, and, and you're part of the, you're part of it, you know, you're part of the movement, and, and so there's one could approach the seven mitzvot, there's a very bare bones, okay, fine, I just did that, and I'm good, and that, that's also legitimate, and there's a bandwidth, there's a, there's a, you know, it's exciting a little bit, you know, like one could add on, you know, you don't, you know it's not, to, it's not us, we're, <laughs> Unfortunately, we have a lot of things to do. But like I said, there's people that are Jews that have souls of non-Jews. They're not Jews have souls of Jews. It means they're yearning to be... I, well, I think what that means, soul's not, tink- we have, uh, soul's not Tinkerbell, soul's a piece of information that's wrapped up in this world that needs to come out. Maybe not, maybe he, he, says it, uh, um, he says it very nicely. Right? That... that, it's, uh, that um, That were you know that a, that a per, that a person is a is a person is a is a letter in the Torah. They have to believe that that, that there's a there's a soul there that needs to come out. There's a piece of information. There's God. There's godly will that needs to come into the world. So that, that's what it means. I believe that you know there's, as I said, there's people that, that are just born born non Jews that have the yearning of Jews shine that light into the world. And they get they get married because they because like I said they don't have a system. They're doing it on their own. And that's why they're more praised than the than the uh coin Godot. If anybody accuses Torah of being a supremacist, that would that blows blows my mind that one. Because clearly uh not. Um, but now we can understand that Rev Cook that the lack that the, the, the Western world wants to take away the, fa- the simple faith of a person. That's the exile. The exile is a lack of joy in one's life, a, la- a lack of um, clear objective, a lack of a mission, a godly mission. And that's the uh, that's the sleep that we will touch. That I've been touching on in Ramadan. So uh, we're going to get back to that now. But I, w- I want to, I want to put, I want to deposit all that from Rabbi Nachman and Rav Cook because I think that's what's going on. You know, we've talked a lot about the zikaron, the memory. Uh, I kind of quote it over and over. I also quote, I think I've said it so many times that that the this whole this whole tension between exile and redemption inside a person, which is where we're talking about now, because we don't, have to, you know, at the end of days that we're in now, the the fact is that's really what we're go- what's going on. Each one of us are standing here. We're saying, "Am I really going to get there or not? Am I going to get through this situation or not?" And 
that's the zikaron. The zikaron that Rebbe is talking about, this memory that the Esau's really trying to destroy, this memory of Olam about like what's going on here, like what does he really want from us, Hashem? Like why does Rebbe Nachman say you have the zikaron of Olam Abba? It's a memory of Olam Abba. Like what does that mean? Because what's Olam Abba? Olam Abba is my authentic step self. In Olam Abba, I am who I am. That that ani that we talked about in the beginning. This this the authentic the, the exile is a lack of authentic self. That's Olam Abba. That's what Rebbe Nachman means. But only in Olam Abba can I fully really be me. But I have an obligation to attach myself to the ideal me. The being that Hashem wanted to come in this world, but now I have to work for that. I'm automatically in exile when I come to this world. Automatic. I, got, I have to break out of my own misrhyme. This constricted space, this lack of ani, this lack of self. But that self does exist. Not when I get to Olam Abba. Remember, Olam Abba, there is no time. It's happening right now. I just can't understand it. I can't sense it. Because it's being all covered up. But I, can, I, I have to try, I have to strive, I have to reach out and get to that authentic me. Got to get into Geula. And like we've said, the best place to do that is Eretz Israel. The best place to do that is to be joyful with everything I The best way to be joyful with everything I have. It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm not speaking from a place I've kind of mastered it. None of us have, but that, the fact is at least we're aware, right? We're aware of it. We... we <coughs> We're in. The Haman saw. Why did, why did he go after us in Adar? Because he saw that that was the death of Moshe. The death of Moshe. What does that mean? It means that the, the Torah died. That our, our, our part of us, remember, all of us are Moshe. All of us, all of us, all, all, that's what connects Israel is Moshe. It just flows through each, each person. It's like a, like a heart that pumps through it. So you just listen, like, Moshe dies, then the, the, so it's the, the, the spark of motion in Amishel died. So I'm going to go after him then, that, and, and Adar. And Adar. By the way, what's Adar? Adar, I will dwell amongst you. So Haman didn't really figure that one out. I will dwell amongst you. Because the world, like we said, Haman, Hamin, Hamina Eitz, already in the back of creation, we went over this like a few weeks ago, Rambam says, already back in the beginning of creation, Haman was created. This merger of dark and light, this merger of the wrong foods, this merger, blending all this stuff, Sheker, Emet, Galut, when things are blended, I can't figure it out, it's not easy. And therefore, Haman comes in. He says, ah, Moshe died in Adar. I can take care of it. He's quoting another Torah from Rabbi Nachman. You see, after Moshe died, that month I can, I can uh, the, the delving into the Torah is gone. Am Yisrael can't reveal any more of the hidden parts of the universe. And this is how he able an Adar to be overpower us or attempt to. 
Because Haman is against the Holy Kingdom. Because that month is the month of the lack of Torah, because Moshe went away, and therefore if we're not delving into Torah, it's kind of this idea of Knesset Yisrael is the Torah. Knesset Yisrael is the Shekhinah. Knesset Yisrael is the princess. And if we're not delving into Torah, that means the print, that means I'm not, Knesset Yisrael is not fully revealed within a Jew. And therefore, and therefore we can be overpowered. Azmit Gaber Bechinat Haman Amalek. I'm in the kingdom of Haman Amalek. This is a very important part here. This is the main battle, Rabnasan says it in other places, he's just kind of quoting Rabbi Nachman, that the main battle at the end of days is the kingdom of Haman Amalek. It never goes away. That's why Purim, that's why Purim never goes away. That's why it's the highest holiday of the year, even in the time of Mashiach. It doesn't make any sense, right? Oh, why not Pesach? Because the paradigm of the redemptive consciousness is Purim. Right? We're not battling physical slavery. We're battling mental slavery. That's Haman Amalek. It's just Esau sets the system up in order for the Haman Amalek to actually rule over us. And Maharaj is talking about systems in the universe. In Chassidut, we're talking about the actual um, inner battle that's going on. This is an aspect or parallels the voice this, the voice is the voice of Yaakov in the hands of the hands of Esav. Bisman Yaakov in the time in when there's when we are at, at a level of the voice is the voice of Yaakov, there are no hands. Koyakov is the voice of Yaakov, it means is analogous to the learning of Torah. And this is how we reveal the hidden parts of the universe, is when we're all in sync with the blueprint of the universe, as the Torah is. Torah is the blueprint of the universe. When I'm in sync with the blueprint of the universe, I can reveal aspects of the projected universe in ways that I couldn't. We're not doing that. But And there's no power to the evil kingdom, which is the kingdom of Esau. That's the, that's the aspect of the Yedei Esau. I prefaced it before, right? The Esau and Haman Amalek work together. Why? Because Amalek is from Esau. This is the drawing of the lot, some Purim. This is a very key aspect. This is a very key aspect that, that the, the lots on Purim, what do they reveal to us? That everything's from Hashem. Everything's called Tov. Everything is good. There's a point where the root of an action goes back up, and it's just part of the divine will. We don't understand it. That's the magic of Purim. 
that it brings us to a point, a state, where I can actually then look in the universe and say, wow, everything that's happening to me right now, I'm going to shoot to simple faith, it's my Kodesh Baruch It's my Shem. Esau wants to take that away from us. Esau wants us to live in a world of hidpardut, of, of separation. There's good and bad, there's the evil world, and there's the God world up there, right? Yeah. You guys know what I'm referring to. The original sin versus like, you know, no, it's good, we need, to, we need to rely on something from there to come and save us. Now. That's what Esau wants us to buy into. That's how he has power. And if, I'm the, and, if I, and if I believe, I'll go right back to if I believe in that kind of setup, I want to have as many products as possible because it's the only thing that makes me happy. Exactly. But if I believe, if I know, Adar, I will dwell. Chodesh Baruch dwells within us that dwells in everything. There is no separation. It's just, I, I, it's just a perception point. I have work to do here, so God had to set up in a way that I perceive a world of, of separation. But I know it's not, because I know God dwells in the things. Okay, I was born into a world after the, after the sin of Adam and Am I allowed so? What am I supposed to do? Everything's all mixed up. Haman, Ha'etz. Haman jumps in with his little suffix, his doubt, which is the commander of Amalek, Merchabah Amalek. And he messes it all up, and I fall into the world of Yedeya de Esav. It's not surprising that Rabbi Nassim brings the same paradigm that we've learned in the first lesson of Rukut Imran, where we have the two kingdoms. And, the, oh, you know, God, God's up there. I don't need him right now. That's Esau. It's the same, it's the same paradigm. It's always the same paradigm. It's always the same paradigm. So I fall in my own personal abyss. I fall in my personal abyss. What a sad life that is. That's exile. That's my inner exile. Above, everything is good. What does it mean above? In a world where the covering is not there anymore. Not in the world that that's the good world and there's the bad world. No, in the world where I can see things clearly, everything is good. That even if it's the Sitra Akhra, eventually it gets back to this, this good point. That's important. Shaheim, Sitra Akhra, Sitra de Kedusha. That's really the good side. That's really the holy side. It comes from a holy source, the Sitra Akhra. The Sitra Akhra, the Mala, Nishpa, Shefa, Hachaim, Tamish, Shehu, Kolotov. When the Sitra Akhra, even though it doesn't always appear to be, it appears to be anti us, it's actually a vessel for good. Yes. Yes. Gamzelotov. Zerik Salasot, Kelim, the Kabela, Chiyut, Zeh, Nase, Ade, Eitzakatora. And it's necessary to make vessels. To receive this life force of the Sitra Akhra. And how is this done? Through the delving of Torah, delving into Torah. Shu bikinat yamim, umidot shayade, ayadash, and mikabin achir, the tok kelim, midot. And this is, this is a kind of a foundational point where Nassim brings it in other places that by we build these, by looking, learning the Torah, and I'll, I'll explain it in, in, in normal speech in a second, by doubling the Torah, we're actually building these vessels that we need to contain the light, that if we don't do that, as Bashan Tov teaches, it becomes a, um, a very famous point, Havat Sula, meaning there's like, uh, you know, there's marriage, which is a vessel, proper vessel, and there's anti-marriage, which is, you know, 
wrong relations with the opposite sex. That's, that's what the, the Rabbashim is talking about. Ahava psula. I have this ahava. The Sitra Achat is putting it into the world. This desire. And how do I harness that desire properly? I, ha- I have to do things according to godly vessels. That, that's an example that Bashem Tov uses in other places. And Rebbe is just kind of like reiterating it, that we have to sit and learn Torah. We have to actually build these vessels in order this light just is coming to the universe, one, one way or the other. And if you come Derek Sitra Akra uses it often, and oftentimes, sometimes not. And if we don't harness the, the light and understand they're coming from the same source, then then we're going to do things, then society's going to, I'll just use it, modern speak, society will fall apart. It'll all jump into Sitra Akra, which is what we're seeing now. Aesop wants to say, listen, this is already an evil world. Have fun. Like, you know, life's great. Because these are separate things. Good and bad are separate entities. So, I've said before, the Gematria Kli, the Merkel Valley of Kli, is Halakha. Kli is tool, vessel, Halakha. So that's what Nelson's talking about. When we delve into Torah, why, why did Haman try to do it? And Adar, because he thought that Moshe was dead, so... We weren't delving in, you know, there's no more delving in the Torah, there's no working at it, because there's no more building vessels, and therefore I can overtake them with the Sitra Akhra, because I can't re, how do you say it, re-bend it, or redirect it in the proper manner. People always want money. People always want, will always want a, 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 a female or a male. People always want to eat. What the Torah does is give us vessels to properly harness these desires and uplift them back to their root, which is all good. Kulotov, all good. The exile gives us, the exile basically discontinues that ability. Okay? The exile actually, the whole purpose of the exile is to crush that ability to do that. That's the purpose of the exile. And only when I have the light of Hashem, when I have a, when I have, I actually believe that the light dwells within me. For all of us, really, when we believe the light dwells in us, then we can go out and start doing this. And we have a lot of vessels to build now, because we've because we've this light coming down from, for for redemption. But the light's going all over the place now, mm-hmm. and it appears like sitra because we are not containing it properly. Because there's distractions. Because I fell into a place of darkness. Right? That's, that's the mock of the dark, those people that they don't come out of Mitzrayim. They don't have to come out of Mitzrayim. Not physical Mitzrayim. This is spiritual Mitzrayim. Right? I have a Mitzri and I have a, uh, I have a Yisraeli inside of me. I can, I can leave with enjoy with Moshe Rabbeinu, i.e. the Tzaddik or my own inner Tzaddik. It's all happening within here. It's all happening here. There's the sadic within, and there's the anti-sadic, right? The yeah. Inside. It's all right. Right. That, that, that's what's going on. So I can either leave my Mitzrayim, and therefore I need to have joy. I need to have a Muna. I need to have a face of light. Or I can have a face of darkness and stay in Mitzrayim. Pashiv. Simple. It's not so simple, obviously. Do it. But I'm saying, the idea is simple. Yeah, <laughs> the idea is simple. The idea is not I can stay asleep or I can be awake. But but ultimately the, the you know the, the redemption according to Hasidut happens here. Mm. Happens here. 
you know, it's it's certainly not, it's certainly not Amazon. It's not, no, no, it's certainly not having peace here in the region in order to have more Amazon products here. I'm not taking anything away from ordering Amazon products in the sense if you need something. But I'm saying that that's not the purpose. So we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten there yet. But this appears to be the generation where we begin to realize we're missing something. This is all really, wow, what am I doing in this world? And so now we have to have the light. We have to create the vessels of light. Because we, we, we missed that part. So we should present the Shem have a, uh, perhaps next week we'll touch on, um, even though this, this week's Parsha is leaving Mitzrayim, but we'll, we'll do post that there. Because this is really like the, the exile and redemption Parshas, right? So we touched a little bit on the dark, the darkness, the plague of darkness, and how, how really it's a modern plague. It's a modern plague. It's a modern plague. So we shall be uh, uh, merit to leave the world of darkness and enter into the world of light. What is that? It same world. It's just the world up here. So we shall be blessed at a, a good Shabbos. Mm-hmm.